0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: It's that time of the week again.
2: The Rugby League Rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouthguard, and get ready for an hour of nothing. The NRL Tour. Two weeks in the can now, and eleven sides have won as the away team. So a bit of a weird way to start the year. Usually home field being the advantage of it. That is not the case. A couple of bounce back factors on the weekend. I think four or five teams that lost last week found their first win. Bro,
1: yeah, it's hard. Always hard this time of the year trying to work out the form. But it is a little bit of a surprise. It's usually your default. You just tip the home team if you're uh, in a toss up game. But uh, not the case so far. So no. nightmare for tipsters and punters alike.
2: Yeah, well, I've snuck in with five both weeks in a row now, so just over 50%. Yeah, well, you're doing very well. But uh, like you said, there's been a couple of games, and obviously, then upsets this week. I basically went a lot of teams to bounce back. A couple did. Um, a few didn't, but you're not wrong. I saw a couple of we got perfect rounds last week. I couldn't believe that, to be honest. It's uh, very, very rare at this time of year. But kicking things off, uh, our new setup, as we said last week, the set of six, and obviously the power ranking set of six. We've thrown out the you guys out there. Some topics. We've also got some of our own that we'll talk about. Uh, but Brock, what for you is uh, your first one up on the set of six?
1: Uh, would be Tim Simona. Yeah,
2: well, we had on the, page. the charge.
1: Obviously, that he was well, he wasn't really handed a charge, Rosie. Was he? he was handed an indefinite ban, if that's what you call a punishment. Obviously, how long is indefinite is the question. People are saying three to four years. Uh, I'm not too sure. I, I think Todd Greenberg should just come out and said life ban.
2: Yeah, well, I back, heard... said that uh, last week. Graham Manersley was on the radio yesterday. They said if he was available in a couple of years' time and he was allowed to come back, would you sign him? And he said categorically no. I wouldn't. It's easy to say now. Yeah, obviously. But I think all around, all CEOs, given the circumstance, uh, you wouldn't sign him. And I know a lot of people already out there, so oh, they, didn't, they didn't want to hear about Hayne or Simona, but too bad. It's one of those topics. I think given in light of last week, we're only talking about the betting allegations, I had a very different opinion on some of that, but the thing that was really disappointing to me yesterday was you about the charities, uh, yeah, selling so jersey gear, gear and pocketing the money that's as low as it gets, it's absolutely rotten to the core. Um, it, there's no way you should allow anyone, and
1: even his ex partner blackmailing him and saying, Give me 10 grand for my boobs, otherwise, it's just, yeah, it's, it's the, a mess, same, the whole
2: lot of it. It's the same as we were talking last week, it's just more disappointing again that everyone kind of gets towed with this brush that's a football player because of this situation. So,
1: well, it's even Take take this aside, take the charges aside. He had no money. He he was pissing away his money, gambling away his money. Yes. Like he was asking for advances on his contract.
2: He lost his license in 2012. He didn't have a car. He's renting. He's on $300,000 plus and he's been playing first grade since he was Ridiculous. 18. So,
1: how, how doesn't he have any money?
2: Um, he doesn't own a house. Like I said, they were renting. Even with his parents. He's not driving. I think he pays the rent. But as far as the circumstances are now what he's done, I think the lucky thing for him and whether that eventuates or not is that there's different rules as far as playing in France. A lot of people just bail over there. And I'm pretty sure from speaking to a couple of guys that have been the first two years are tax free. So he's probably going to find a way. Uh, around this and get some money, but... yeah,
1: money might come in, but habits don't change, do they? Well, so that's the main thing. Let's let's hope that his habits change. I, I had I coached Paul, his brother, I think younger brother. Yeah, um, he's younger at uh, at Penrith two years ago. He was floating around in the reserve grade, mm-hmm. um, quite unassuming. You know, it didn't certainly wasn't an out there sort of guy. Nice enough, so I think their their parents have raised good boys, and but you just you can't, you know. I guess, determine the decisions people are going to make, can you? So.
2: Well, i just got to put it out there again. I heard too much of it this morning and a bunch of the old jockeys on the uh, Studio 10 show that have absolutely no idea about the real world, going, the NRL doesn't educate and the NRL doesn't do this, why didn't somebody know about this? If he's operating in his own circles outside of the team, which he clearly was, yeah. given the text message and the people he was talking about, how's anyone supposed to know? And I said it last week, you know it because you're at clubs, I've been at clubs as well, you get plenty of education, you know what's right, what's wrong... He thing. knew it.
1: He knew it. There's yeah. a text message printed he's, in the paper said, if I do this, match-fixing, career over. Simple.
2: He knew it. These idiots, though, on TV, again, just taking shots. At, you know, they don't educate. Oh, they're they're idiots. Like, idiots. You don't you know the first thing. Yeah, about do your
1: research like. if you're going to have an opinion, at least. All um, the players
2: know it. I know it. You know it. Coaching, everything. You get plenty of education. There's welfare. You know the rules. You know the ins and outs. And just to say, oh, it's the NRL's fault again, this and that, not educated, rah, rah, rah. Why didn't somebody know? You have people in your team that don't operate around team play. There's guys that are quieter. there are guys that float around groups. Not everyone is very, in, you know, included in everything or doesn't talk to everyone or communicate. Some people are right in the middle and the thick of a group. So, mm. like you said, he's probably a quiet, unassuming bloke. He might not have much to do with most people at the club. So how yeah, this has gone on for God knows how long outside of it. But he basically... Well, the, that. this is
1: only what we know as well. Yeah. What, what What's yeah. happened that we don't know about, you know, yeah,
2: betting on his own, doing all these bits and pieces, but we'll move on from that. I think we'd both assume, after what we've heard yesterday, I'm with you, life band. There's no way i bring him back. There's no way that would let him play in the NRL again. Uh, tackle two.
1: Uh, injuries galore. So, obviously, Inglis, Scott, Hayne, Coot, uh, Winnerstein, a there, lot of injuries.
2: There is a lot. There's been a fair few concussions too the first two weeks. A lot of blokes that have been scrubbed out. Um, I think it's just result of the first couple of rounds. Tough. I think things have been much more up-tempo. The game's been faster. Mm. I think uh, that's been a really, really good thing. I think the quality of the game has been better for that reason. Obviously, people are starting to head away a little bit more from the wrestler, but I I really like the standard. I think it's increased, and for that reason, that the game's been played at a higher pace, we're seeing more impact.
1: Yeah, it's just... But it's also a luck thing. uh, Yeah, it's hard. ACLs... I mean, I was even looking at, you know, I don't want to bring up other codes, but looking at the AFL and the uh, Super Rugby, and they've got a huge amount of injuries as well. So it's not like no. it's a rugby league-specific sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's just sad because you don't see the best players on the field. Like, we've got Matty Scott, who's out for the season, Inglis, who's out for the season, Hayne, who, you know, he's playing like a bastard, but you'd it, much rather see everyone on the field playing. So it is, it is a bit of a concern. I think it's foolish. Like yesterday, they played that game out at Campbelltown at a 4 o'clock kickoff. How oh, that game how that game wasn't played at night is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, well, it was 31 degrees out west for Contents. anyone that lives out here yesterday. I was feeling the pinch, to be honest. I looked yeah. outside and thought, Christ, it'd been nice and cool for a week or two, but certainly flared up yesterday. But
1: I mean... Well, you notice the Cowboys games and the Gold Coast games and the Brisbane games have all been on at night because mm. it's obviously the climate up there is hot. Western Sydney is no different. No. I'd probably say it's worse. The Western humidity City's here is very bad. crazy. It'd be it's not on Cowboys level, but it'd be you know I think I think it's more humid here than what it would be in Brisbane and on the Gold Coast because they're next to the coast. Yeah, well, I think the
2: Titans and the Cowboys in particular have suffered some bad injuries on the weekend, so we'll have to see how that plays out for them moving forward. But tackle three, uh,
1: two lost teams under the most pressure.
2: Well, I think Manly is uh, most definitely one of them because they've obviously got drama. Well, it
1: depends which... what what angle you're looking at it from. If you're looking at it from a performance perspective, it's got to be the Raiders because they're underperforming. But you're right, I think pressure across the board, it's Manly.
2: Yeah, well, Manly, again, I had in here for one of our next tackles is then the Manly drama full stop. You've got Bob Fulton having a problem with Cleary, the new bloke. He's kind of come in. He's apparently sacked his, his daughter, one out. part of it. Two of his sons are involved in the club. <laughs> Bob Fulton's obviously... Back at the club, Barretts had two years now. They've flipped over twenty six players. They've mm-hmm. lost thousands, over a thousand games worth of experience. With no matter, I know lion the Stewart brothers pushed out numerous guys leaving the last two years. And to be honest, they've kind of patched it up. Like we said, mm-hmm. uh, I said it last week. I Look at their back row. I'm not impressed by it. There's uh, a fairly light on back line. There's a couple of guys in the forward packer on the bench, and a couple of guys get suspended straight away. Lusick's injured. Parrott's injured. You look at Green, Cherry Evans, and the Treboviches. That's about the only kind of bits I look at their team and I think positively about. But
1: well, I think I Tom know. and Tom's playing
2: out of his skin. So is Jake.
1: for that for that side, yeah. For, I mean, from a yeah, like it's their team, really, isn't it? Like they're they're this? flying. I, Cherry Evans has been irrelevant. Blake Green's been very disappointing, and I'm I'm Blake a massive fan of Blake Green. Uh, you know, from his time in Melbourne, I was really happy to see him go there, but it just proves when you don't have that key player and that simplified role and you're expected to create and do a little bit above yourself, But Blake Green at the moment is struggling with that. So
2: Dead set though they're the Sopranos off the field, it's just like the mob, they just want to take each other one by one, uh, all these people knifing each other getting each other in the back, I think they've got some big problems at Manly and I, we both said it kind of more so last year that there was going to be a bit of turnover and then again this year that you can't see anything in the near future that really makes you feel any more comfortable about it but the off-field stuff is just as disappointing as the on-field and the panic to quickly patch this team up and some of the money they've handed out to Dylan Walker, Nate Miles, etc. They've kind of got themselves real stitched up and the hole. And the besides one, the Chiboyevich brothers, I don't see a whole lot of uh, good.
1: Yeah, Tom's developing really nicely. He played outstanding on the weekend. And Jake, he just does his job. and You get ultra consistency from him. But the one obvious one is Desi Hasler because they played on Thursday, so their loss sort of got swept under the car- carpet a bit. I didn't think the Roosters played particularly well.
2: I thought the Bulldogs were spirited, uh, similar to their, you know, I thought they showed some spirit the week before. It's the attack again, and they lost Wade, Greg Eastwood went off with an injury. Holland went off, so it was a bit hard to finish the game off, missing a couple of players. But I guess he's under the pump yeah, full stop. but the stop. Roosters
1: lost players as well. That's yeah. crap.
2: Like, the Roosters lost but he's players he's well. under the pump full stop, so he's not the one I'm looking at as much, probably so, as Manly. And then you mentioned the Raiders. So who
1: gets, if they keep losing, say say in, an, in two weeks' time we're sitting here, they're both 0-4, do they both still have their job? Who are we talking about? Barrett Um, and Hasler.
2: I think Barrett will probably get to see the year out. Hasler, on the other hand, I think they might pull the extension, but I don't think he's too worried. I don't think Manly, if things go awry there, would be crazy not to go back. I'm pretty sure Peter Peters the other day came out and said that they would never knock back Hasler being there. And then if he ever got sacked from the Bulldogs, they'd sure have a job lined up, which obviously we've heard the Dragons are waiting in the whims regardless of what happens. So I think he'll land on his feet, but... Uh, I've seen people the other day and I think you, you had somebody on Twitter and I know a lot of people were kind of going on and trying to defend Des Hazel saying it's the halves and this and that he bought those players he's had full control this situation he's created at the Bulldogs is his own he hasn't changed he hasn't adapted that's his squad he's yeah. the reason they're going poor he bought those players that's the style he wants to play
1: well my he argument was is that you, you can't really change your style when you bought players to play that style but they're his players
2: uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's you know, got that, that, he's
1: he's built the roster around playing that style of football, exactly. so he's handcuffed to that style. We, I said that in the preview, mm. and I, I, Luke Kerry gifted him two tries. Luke Kirri missed a simple tackle, was soft on his inside shoulder, mm. and he and he bounced a, yeah, bounced over the ball. Um, that both led to tries, so yeah, it's it is what it is. Yeah,
2: well, I'd say me and probably the Raiders more from the performance standpoint, but the Bulldogs also. Right there, uh, I've got here, Suckle for the Cowboys moving forward, the path ahead for them, obviously a lot of injuries there, but their next couple of games, given uh, the injuries, they have basically confirmed that Scott's out, they're going to be missing Lachlan Coote and then Winterstein, so there's three kind of injuries there, and I think Bolton also got a bad head knock, but... Think, I'm not
1: too worried about I'm not too worried about the the injuries in the backs because they've got Gideon and Mosby. They've got well, I Ponga. Think
2: Ponga gets fullback for me, and then I think Jarvid Bowen comes in before Mosby to take the wing spot. But so. I'm saying
1: they've got depth there. Is yeah. the point? Um, Nat Scott's a huge loss, massive loss, and I, I, I love him as a player and his importance to that side is massive, uh, particularly on the back of losing Tarmia. So you've lost your international front row. Gone. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be difficult to patch up. I like Cohen Hess. I like Asiata. I like Bolton. I think they're all solid players, but it's just going to be the depth that's going to be tested. So well, your bench isn't going to be as strong. I think some guys are going to have to play longer minutes.
2: Paddy Caffouse is out, you haven't mentioned. I thought Sorry, he's yeah, been good he's the first been good two the first weeks. Two. But- the two guys to come in, I think everyone's already forgotten that fensum has gone up there. He can play that tight role. I know his carry's not that great. Can you push
1: Tamalolo up to the front row? Uh,
2: I'd probably put Hess to start front row. And then I think the other guy there that they have massive wraps on, come from their twenty system, then went out to play some cup, but is now back with them, is Corey Jensen. They said that he'd be part of that front row rotation at
1: some point. Yeah, so. but you could play Fensum at 13, Tamalolo up front with Hess, and you sort of covered. I was
2: more looking obviously Tamalolo might get suspended this week, but the next three games ahead, it's not really a bad situation to have, considering the Changes they've got Manly this week. At they've home, got your mob the Titans possibly without Hayne and LG for a couple more weeks, and Pete's, and then they get Souths after that. So
1: for the next two weeks, I think they've they'll, got... they'll they'll flog the Titans. I think they're second, a... their reserve grade side to flog the
2: Titans. Yeah, so we're obviously not too worried about the Cowboys going forward. I think they can patch things up. Uh, tackle number five. It's the Titans' year. Is it in doubt for you? Gone. I said it last week. They're gone. They're they're screwed. The Jared Haynes situation. Well, Pete's off, missing well, LG's well, pop shoulder. Okay, so pop shoulder. look at it
1: off-field. It doesn't look good. Look at it on-field. It doesn't look good. And when's it getting better?
2: Do you feel any better about the situation given the fact the option's worse. in I, Haynes' favour not like the club's favour? Well, and if things were going pear-shaped and there was nothing, he can just say yes. Well,
1: that's what's going to happen. And hang that in. is what's oh. going to happen. Uh, I, I think... Oh, look, I, I really hope someone in Sydney is stupid enough to pick him up and take him on. Like, not stupid from, a, from an on-field performance perspective because we know what he can deliver. Uh, but does he do that consistently? No. Who's who's really looking for a fullback in Sydney?
2: I don't think there's anyone really in there. Although we're talking about you the look, Roosters Okay, so
1: we look at we go around the clubs in the you in in Sydney. Um, you've got Cronulla who have had a little bit of shuffling at of shuffling there's of way they no way to want to to want to that him that culture that just won have just won a comp. Uh, Newcastle have just signed Ponga you signed got you the Roosters who the Roosters who the got Mick Gordon. Um, you have got Parramatta who've who've got Bevan French, the Panthers who've got Moylan, the Tigers who've got Tedesco. Yeah, but no one's going got. Like, oh, well, maybe the bull, particularly maybe the Bulldogs. No one's
2: going to outlay that kind of money anyway. No one's going to have that money. You guys were the only ones who had any room with the marquee You're because, right, of because the, because the
1: Bulldogs situation. are paying Hopperwide and Morris both huge money.
2: Well, they have got Abbey there as well, so they've got a lot of guys tied up. It's basically South.
1: They've got Inglis.
2: Who's got marquee money? Almost no one's got kind the kind of money. dragons oh, they've already spent on Hunt and they're going to have to spend on a few more boys. So, DeBellin's going to get a big deal. There's a lot of guys there already. So, like I said, I don't really see anyone here.
1: Who... Yeah, I, I just think it was stupid to handcuff ourselves to Hayne. I, I didn't I didn't think we needed Hayne. I, I would have been really happy for us to sign Hayne when we did, not have him play the rest of that year and then have him start fresh in the pre-season. I think that would have been a better way to go from my point of view. But... I don't know. I, th- I think we, we lost too much to gain Hayne. I, I, and I still don't understand how, if we're underneath the cap last year and we when we get Hayne, how we can't then keep the players that we, we, we let go. And Brisbane, of all teams, can go and sign, you know, David Mead. And, no, the salary, I, I don't get it. The, the, the salary, cap, the salary cap's a crock of shit. It's, it, you know, I look at from a Titans perspective, we're NRL-owned. From a Newcastle perspective, NRL-owned. They were you know the numbers have been bandied around that they get what three hundred thousand in third parties, and you've got other teams paying millions and millions of dollars in third parties. Mm, you so can't compete. Can't compete. And as a fan, oh look, I'll stick by them, and it, but it doesn't give you much hope. It, the, the most hope you probably got is they sneak into the finals like they did last year. But last year we finished ninth. We didn't finish eighth. It was only that Parramatta got the punt that we got in. So, and I thought we really we had we played exceptionally well to get there and I didn't think we could repeat that type of performance even with Hayne in the side so yeah. look I hope things turn around but from, give me a positive coming out of the Titans at the moment what's positive?
2: not a whole lot and basically what I said Well, more... a positive I
1: think maybe the performance of Jared Wallace has been good he's been a good buy I think Outside of that, I, I can't really give you anyone who's played well. I was
2: going to say, no offence on the situation. Kevin Proctor but hasn't was, played I well. I think Kevin Proctor would be regretting his decision at this point in time to have left Melbourne. That's just not trying to be too biased. No, for that no. angle, but,
1: well, clearly. Uh, from sitting where
2: he was in the club culture and the dramas that are going on right now, I don't think he's feeling too good about the situation. And I'm, and I'm, just, I'm just looking,
1: looking at it going, knows. well, it's a matter of time now before Ash Taylor goes back to Brisbane. Well, the There's definitely. a whole there's a whole rung of different things that will spiral out of this awful situation horrendous situation you know, I look at Newcastle and I you know this time last year if you said to me the Titans in 12 months time the Titans would be in a worse spot than Newcastle I would have laughed at you but I'm looking at it now going well I think we are
2: well, I think player wise as far as your best 17 you know as far as club right situation now. things are but know, in
1: 12 months
2: things are quite drama so I an mean, LG popping his shoulder out's not a good thing after only just getting back from a knee so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what happens there but the last tackle to finish off I want to go to a more positive note I was trying to toss up between Golden Point again and the Brisbane Broncos and the Cowboys, or Smith and Jonathan Thurston both cracking 2,000 points. i uh, probably stick with the 2,000 points for those two players on the same night. It was only a matter of time. Two exceptional players. Um, absolutely privileged to be watching them over these past years, and it's going to be very, very sad when they retire, but what an amazing career or you know, what amazing players they've been.
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy that they did it on the same night. That was pretty crazy. That, pretty I don't know whether that was sure. a probably wasn't even a scheduling. The NRL had no control of the scheduling. That was just a
2: Two hours apart to a freak. cross 2,000 points. And Cameron Smith now, I think, was in 20 games of breaking the all-time record as far as games played. So, so
1: he'll do it this year.
2: By the end of this year, as long as well, maybe origin not and origin. finals. He Mate, might,
1: it could be grand final. Could be the well, He could make the grand final. Unless something
2: goes awry. By um, you know, the next year, he could exceptionally smash that out of the park. So. He,
1: he'll go to 400.
2: It's, He's going to go to 400. Crazy by both those players, but that's the set of six. We jump now in before we do your fan questions or what questions you put up to our power rankings. Obviously, last week, something we introduced. I think from looking at mine, I've had two drop out uh, and two only two come in right at the bottom. But starting off, who is your number one? It's the Storm. Mine's The Storm as well. Obviously, two solid performances, missing Bromwich, Harris and Billy Slater, still possibly come back. Uh, I've been really impressed by the back three, and I've been really impressed by Riley Jackson his first two games. And he
1: tipped against them, mate.
2: Mate, Reverse jinx keeps working, so I'm going
1: to keep... Idiot! Oh, well, look, I had I had the Cowboys ranked one last week, and they've won two, sold the Storm. I just think the Storm's win was more impressive, and I'm also taking into account the injuries that the Cowboys have sustained.
2: Yeah, and like I said, Melbourne's obviously winning without a couple of players, and they're going to get back. So, uh, yeah. my number two is the Roosters. Obviously, Two games, they've looked good for 40 minutes, probably in both of them, but that's the scary part. I think if they can even put together 65, 70 minutes, that absolutely blow just about anyone off the park, but yet to be seen.
1: Yeah, I've got the Cowboys. I think if, you, if they played, Roosters Cowboys played this weekend, I think the Cowboys would win. So yep. that's the only reason I've got them ahead of the Roosters. Your number three. The Roosters.
2: All right. Well, my number three is Parramatta. Yep. I think Parramatta have been exceptionally tough. I liked the recruitment in the forward pack, which you spoke about in the off-season. I think, again, yesterday, this is... Not quite. It's in the mould of Brad Arthur. It's a Brad Arthur team. You can pick his attitude. It's rubbed off him and his influence. And uh, I think the Spine's doing a good job. And it's scary to think that they're playing basically under the cap this year given the situation that was handed to him last year by the club. So Mm. he's still got moves to make and he's going to be able to bring players in. But exceptional job by him so far.
1: Uh, My number four is the Broncos. All right. My Um.
2: number four was the Cowboys. And mainly, like you said, the injuries and things like that are the only
1: reason I've dropped them down a few pegs. Yeah. So top four, I've got Storm, Cowboys, Roosters, Broncos. Yep. Storm, Roosters, Eels, and Cows, uh, number five. I've got the Eels. Yeah. Look, the only... I was looking at the Eels. I wanted to rank them higher. But I look at who they've played. They've played Manly and St. George, and they're two teams who I think will finish in the bottom four. So, I uh, And they play the Titans this week, who I expect them to smash. They're going to play... Parramatta, in my opinion, are going to play, play three of their bottom four teams in the first three rounds. So, mm. look, I think they'll win, and they're going to look good, but I think the test for Parramatta will be, can they sustain it when that, when they run into some you know, better opposition.
2: Yeah, my number five is the Cronulla Sharks. I thought they were pretty solid in week one, and they're still missing a couple of players. But to go down to Canberra, absolutely run right on the Raiders. And obviously, I lost Bill before kickoff. Too late, changes to their bench. It was very, very impressive. And uh, I know, like I said, a lot of people started knifing before the season even started, saying they missed the finals. I don't see how you could say they're going to miss the finals.
1: No, No. I don't think they will. Uh, I've got the Broncos at six. Sorry, I've got the Sharks at six. Yeah. So...
2: Well, I've got the Broncos at six. Again, uh, tough loss. They've got a ground at a tough win first up. Ben Hunt was a little bit better. They've been solid without being too outstanding. But again, they're only going to get better as the year progresses. There's a lot of guys off contract. So I think uh, their best football is still yet to come.
1: Yeah. Uh, seven, I've got the Panthers.
2: Yep. I've got the Panthers in. Uh, obviously, disappointing week one. But... Uh, we had a lot of people out there, Tigers fans, doing seal clap and talking about how we've underrated them after one round. And that key word we brought up all the time: consistency. consistency. And where's it been the last four years? And they got pumped. One week later, you kicked the penalty goal. That's it. So that's the reason why you don't start clapping after one round. So correct. Panthers exceptional through the middle. Uh, much much better yesterday, and brilliant to finally see Villar make Cow healthy. And make his first grade debut, and what a scary one it was! And he's on monster. number eight. Ah,
1: uh, the Warriors. I've got the
2: Warriors as well. It was between them and South, but uh, obviously,
1: okay. I think they well they won first week, and I questioned that form because I didn't we didn't know how good Newcastle were going to be. I took Newcastle on trust, and I was the only one out of the, the three of us that tipped them. Uh, I think that that's a good win now that you look at Newcastle's form, and I think the loss against Melbourne was a good loss. Like I, I didn't think they were great. But it was horrendous conditions, and they don't like that. That, that suited Melbourne to the ground, that, yeah. that sort of weather. So, look, yeah, I, I've been. I give the Warriors a pass mark, put it that way. I give them a five out of 10. So, and yeah. I think if they can sustain that, they'll just sneak into the eight.
2: Well, on top of that, I think losing Sheck early on didn't help. You got the foreign situation. Whether he comes back and plays well uh, is yet to be seen. But there's two exceptional players that are still yet to come back in their lineup. So, you'd yeah. expect better things um, if obviously Sheck got to stay on the field and they had Kieran Foreign. In their lineup. But that is our pair rankings. Again, we'll put them up. Get your top eight. If you agree, you disagree, give us your thoughts. Looking at the page here, obviously, we put up about any issues or any questions. So, going through what you guys had, a lot of people not interested in hearing about Hayne and Simona, but hey, that's the breaks. It's obviously one of those topics that's uh, up right now. But Joshua Ian, Cowboys injury crisis. So, they still a Premiership contender. Uh, contender lost Tarmour, Hen at the offseason. How can they cope now? Losing Matt Scott, your three most experienced forwards. So I guess he's basically going on what we we're going about. Um, and then losing Coot Winnerstein as well. But I think Scott is a massive loss as far as the whole year is concerned. But uh, you've got Fenson there. You've got Tom You've got Hess. I think they'll find a way to patch things up. I think they're exceptionally coach side. Uh, and then you've got Callum Ponga. We, I'm sure Newcastle are probably seal clapping right now that he's going to have to basically be used unless they put Geller in. But I'm sure they're going to put Ponga at fullback.
1: Yeah, well, you think so. Look, well, we said it just before, I think Matt Scott's a uh, double whammy because they let Tamo go, so that just hurts him even more.
2: Josh said here, it'd be interesting to see if Ponga does get the nod, and I agree with him. Will He said, is Paul Green going to be spiteful? But I think they have no choice in this situation. Why
1: would you be spiteful? That's ridiculous. They don't have another fullback. It's like saying that Wayne Bennett will punt uh, Ben Hunt.
2: Yeah, he's, he's too good a player not the to climate,
1: be running. The climate for that's changed. Like, back in the day, I know uh, Bennett did it to Hodges, but that was... 10, 15 years ago, so yeah,
2: I think uh, I think they'll be right, Joshua. I think as far as the premiership side of things, maybe later in the year if they use a couple more people. But Scott time out massive losses, but still a very, very talented side all around. Jeremy Vane Tempest he's got that there about Matt Scott's injury as well. What does it mean for the Cowboys in Queensland? Can they make the top four without him? Hess is an option, but he strikes me as more of an edge back row and Bolton start in the front was already a gap solution. Well, it wouldn't surprise me again if mid year they made a move for somebody that was available to try and boost that stock up, but. Jensen's there, Fenson's there. I think Hess can do that job. Tomalolo's been playing seventy plus minutes. I think they'll find a way around it. So, um, as far as Queensland,
1: yeah, I, I mean, now look upper. at them. I now look at uh, the Cowboys. Like I tipped them as premiers, and I've got to readjust that based on those injuries. I, like, I don't know whether they can win the comp if Matt Scott's not there.
2: I think they're I think still they're going to be stock, a top four side. I don't know. The halves pairing, the fullback, the back line, the back right. row. Well, they're two just two. Too. That's a good start,
1: and um, they've played. The, uh, who did they play first round? Canberra and they've played Brisbane. Two two tough sides so yeah.
2: Well the, the halves and Tamalolo alone is enough for me to say they're a top four side I think Scott honestly back into last year was slowing down. He's getting older and that's why they don't want to pay him and bring in possibly Jordan McLean for Queensland mate. I think it simply means that Napa, Maguire, Papali who played some front row for Australian Queensland take that spot so I don't think they'll be too fussed about it. They'll find a way around it. Uh, it might be a
1: positive for Queensland. I
2: think it is. They'll blood someone young. Alistair Locke, don't worry about Tim Simona. How does DC sleep at night? Well, absolutely robbing the Seagulls for a million plus a year. So uh, He's got there. Without the brothers, Trubojevic, they'd lose by 50.
1: We agree. We he's, agree. Uh, his form has been disgusting, Daily Cherry Evans. And he, I saw a press conference today, just this afternoon, where he's laughing off suggestions about Barrett being under pressure and all this sort of stuff and, and admitted that they need to win in order to get that pressure off him. Well, mate, if this is your team, you're the, you're the million-dollar man, uh, you backflip to stay there, and you've played like pop ever since.
2: Yeah, exactly. And again, uh, he asked for eight Miles and a couple of these guys to get the forward pack, and he's seeing the results now of not having it. He's got it. no
1: excuse. He's got Green there. He's got Trebojevic there. He's got Api Korosau, who's not a fantastic hooker. He's won a comp, Api Korosau. Mm. He's proved that he's a he's a solid first grader. There's certainly worse spines in the, in the competition. I'm not Going spine, better. I'm no, I'm talking about back. from DCE's perspective. Mm. He's got good players around him. Yeah. Yeah, I know he doesn't have a great forward pack, obviously, but... Man.
2: Yeah, he should be doing a lot more than what he's doing. They're underachieving. But he's the one who asked for Nate Miles, and they got Lussig back yeah. a couple of these guys. Which sat. is
1: stupidity, because you should never handcuff yourself to a player and who the player wants. Like, I know DCE and Nate Miles are good friends or whatever, but you're... you're uh, your recruitment and retention decisions need to be based on... Well, they need to be based on intelligence, not on relationships. Yeah, and well, they, Based on performance and... Bob Fulton
2: come in, did his own thing. Jerry Cherry Evans, he basically handed the keys to him. So between the two of them right now, I think that's the reason they're in the mess they're in. But yeah. uh, Cameron Patmore, Roosters defence and errors could be costly against a stronger team. Well, if they made those kind of errors against a full-strength Melbourne or if they play the Cowboys, obviously... Uh, as a healthy side, Canberra in best form, obviously not the form they're in now, or the Sharks, or even Penrith this week. I'd agree with you. That, I, look,
1: scary, I, I think both games, the Roosters were playing with their food. They, they knew they get bored. They knew they were uh, they were they were much better than both sides. Even down twelve nil, like three tries of the Bulldogs, they didn't they didn't blink the Roosters. Yeah, really uh, right. and they they ran all over them at, at will and. The lapses in concentration and the errors and stuff, they do worry me a little bit, but they don't worry me a great deal because it's round two. And I know Trent Robinson will be turning them a new one this week.
2: No, oh, 100%. he's got high speed And stages. they'll be up
1: for Penrith. They'll be up for Penrith out here because they know that, you know, they're a genuine premiership threat and, you know, they were premiership favourites and all that sort of stuff. So the Roosters know they're in for a game and coming out here on a Saturday night isn't easy. Yep. Chris
2: Sammett is someone seriously going to pay Luke Brooks big money he was terrible yesterday well I've got to say I think between him and Moses and obviously Woods is looking for money the only one I'd pay or feed and I've said it a million times is Tedesco between mm. the other three the kind of money they're talking about I wouldn't pay any of them no I've... I heard someone say the other day they'd pay Moses the money that Ben Hunt got before they paid Ben no way, Hunt no. and that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard
1: no. um, I you've didn't... got to sign Tedesco you sign Tedesco you can you can attract halves
2: yeah you can they, can, they, can, they can go. They can walk
1: and sign someone
2: else. There's I'm not mark. paying Moses nine eight dollars 900
1: If I've got to pay Tedesco $1.5, I probably would.
2: I'd pay him, like I said last week. You're talking about hunt money. I'd be willing to go that far for Tedesco.
1: One and a half, $1.5, $1.5. He, he's exceptional. He gets the ball and he looks like he's going to score inside 20 every time.
2: He's absolutely ridiculous. Uh,
1: I think they're pretty much sorted at nine with a young, young little. So halves are obviously a concern. Ideally, you'd want to keep one. And if I was going to keep one, it would be Moses. But I wouldn't pay Moses. No, a I wouldn't pay Moses a cent over seven hundred.
2: I wouldn't even pay him seven. I'd pay him probably six maximum. I'd pay him That's seven. Pushing it big time, but I can't believe yep. that talking nine hundred. That's absolutely craziness. Uh, Zach Maitland and Dave Boyle. No Hain or Simona. Talk, please. Well, it's just one of those issues that has to be addressed, gents. So I had to do that. Well, we haven't really
1: spoken about either of them.
2: No, Jeremy, he's on here again about the Matt Scott thing. We've already addressed that. Brendan Loftus, he's asked about the Cowboys doing the exact same thing we've talked about and how. They will handle it, I think, obviously, going forward. I still think they're a top-four side, but that's yet to be seen. Jordan Palmer, off-topic. Seeing the All-Stars game is losing popularity, would you rather All-Stars be replaced with the Maori All-Stars side?
1: Which no, I'd just simple. rather piss it off altogether. i just can't. It's I'm, terrible.
2: Again, as far as a bloke who sees players go into it from your own team as well, I think there's nothing worse than when someone gets hurt. So uh, He's also put up there about Billy Slater coming back. Well, we spoke about this before the season even kicked off, that they basically handed him the keys to when he felt mentally prepared to come back. He basically said, round three against Brisbane at home. So I'm Mm. fully expecting that he'll be playing fullback this week.
1: Yeah, well, I'm... Not not assuming. I, I think he's going to play for. I,
2: I think so he's yeah. going to be back too. Aaron Wood. Uh, how can a blatant forward pass Broncos Cowboys game be missed by two referees and a touch judge? Shouldn't the bunker be able to intervene if that's the case? And no. It's not clear.
1: No, they shouldn't. The, the referees on field need to pick it up, and it was right in front of the touch judge, so no yeah. excuses. Even referees aside, because they're not always in line with it. That touch judge was right in line with it, and it looked like he stopped, knowing it was a forward pass, yeah. but just didn't make the call. So. It was one of those ones. I, I thought, look, I thought the Cowboys got a lot of bad calls, uh, and then I thought it evened up late in the game. They got a couple of not good, nice calls. So, look, I, I, I don't understand why we have the bunker and then we don't. We're winding back how much we use it. I would have thought if we're going to spend that much money, we should be increasing its use and trying to make the game, uh, you know, get those things right. But I also understand that we don't want to mess with the fabric of the game. We want to keep make it free flowing, etc., cetera, etc. So. Look, I'm, I'm happy with the medium that we've got at the moment. There, there's no doubt that the way the referees are refereeing at the moment, it won't be the same in four or five weeks. No, so. it always changes after the first few weeks. That's something we've seen consistently over the last couple of years. But, but the long and the short is he should have picked that forward pass up. The touch, he should have. No oh, excuses. get the bunker. The guy, the, the touch judge on the field needs to have the balls to make that call.
2: Yeah, it was a blatant forward pass. But Aaron Wolfe, why can one player drag a player close to the sideline without stopping the play? And then the player gets called. But when the same thing happens and two, three or four players come in, it's fine to push the tackle player out in case of TRD.
1: I don't understand what he means by TRD. I'll try, except he got caught, called to stop momentum. Yeah, I don't really understand it. But look, the rule is, is if, if someone's on the ground, you put a hand on him, he's held. That's why If if it's a tackle... When I tackle you and you hit the ground and slide oh. over, the, over the line.
2: TID, he's talking about tying Roberts Davis from your team. Right? Got it. When he drags somebody. Sorry, I've just. Oh, he kept
1: point. doing it as well. Roberts Davis kept doing it and it was frustrating me. But the, the obvious one was the one last night in the Parramatta game. I think uh, Bevan French flopped on a ball and. I think it was yeah, Dugan and someone up. else. They should be able to. One,
2: they got him in one clean motion, but you're not allowed as well. to. As soon as you put a put hand, hand on him. someone, yeah. he's tackled. But so about? that relates probably to the next one we've got here with Matt Johnston saying we need to sort out this voluntary tackle bullshit. So correct. Obviously yeah. People yeah. So you're either
1: you're either Bevan French in that situation, it's a penalty, voluntary tackle, or yeah. it's free free for all. That
2: one clean motion, like I said, I have no problem with it. When someone, I don't
1: have a problem with them picking him up.
2: That's fine, but I'll... then it, but then it
1: becomes an injury and a player welfare issue. Yep. So, so I'm more I'm more inclined to go the way of if you dive and don't get up. Yeah, it's a penalty.
2: Yep, yeah, hundred percent. There, Joshua Wilson
1: should the video rest be able to rule on forward passes? Some dad calls they no. only look worse if they can't. <laughs> no, work. it just you know why Joshua? Because it slows the game down. Yeah, it makes sense, and it, it, you probably would get them all right, but it just and you're going to have some called and some not called. So at the moment the touch judges have really got to step up. I, you know what? I, I reckon we could go to two touch judges. One that follows the play and one that keeps them back 10. You could even go to that or have a line judge or something. I don't know. Because at least if someone's in line with the play, they're, they're there to make those calls on forward passes.
2: Yep. But sorry. Because
1: sometimes the referee is holding them back 10. Mm. Sometimes the uh, sorry, the touch judge, sometimes the touch judge holding the 10. Sometimes the, the touch judge is in line with the game. Mm. So you're going to get sometimes they they're in line to call it and they do. Other times there's one particularly from dummy half. If they're holding the ten, they can't see the forward pass from dummy half. They're not in line no, with it. They can't see. So it. and then you notice when they're on the play on the ball, they call them straight away. Forward, yeah. forward, you hear them through the mic. So yeah, I think there's a case for even having two touch judge or, or one that has a flag, obviously that does the the line judging and keeping them back ten. But just a referee that, that walks along the sideline in line with the play to do the four passes.
2: Yep. There's a few bits on Twitter just to finish off here. Joey at Dragons Man Forever. The Dragons game just goes to show no matter how good or bad your team is, if you don't control the ball, you will not win.
1: Yep. Some things never change in 100 and what, almost 10 years of footy. So, 109 years though. of footy. Seath uh, Keldon. What will it take for Bob Fulton
2: to stop sabotaging Manly? He took a winning culture and turfed it for crap. So... Mate, we basically touched that point before. I'd agree with you. There's way too much influence from him, and obviously he's the one who came in handcuffed into Daly Evans, said to make him that offer, and look at the situation they've got themselves in now. So I don't see a whole lot of positives there besides the two Chiboyevich brothers, but let's see what happens going forward. Michael Johnson, people always saying the dogs are uncreative when they go out each week, each and every week, and find a new creative way to disappoint me. Mm. So he's obviously not feeling the love. Sorry about that, mate, and watching the uh, old doggy struggle there and that wraps up everything we've got there on social media as far as questions from everybody we'll do the reviews of the games from the weekend kicking off with the Roosters 28-24 over the Bulldogs uh, as just spoken about then pretty slow start from the Roosters made a a couple of errors inside yardage struggled to get out and were really losing the field position battle but they fought back um, and it was surprising to see that probably two guys that really turned the momentum come off the bench I thought Ryan Madison and Zane Tedavano had a huge influence on the game
1: well, Zane Tetevano, that was have to be close to his best performance in first grade. I would have thought, uh, you know, and he obviously hasn't played a lot of first grade recently. But yeah, look, I thought the Roosters, as I said before, they they played with their food, they mucked about, got got in a bit of a hole. They seemed to kick up and really put the dogs under some pump. But whenever they sort of got themselves ahead and. And let the dogs
2: back in the game. They
1: just make a dumb error,
2: error, or a penalty.
1: They just, particularly their middles. I thought their middles were terrible coming out of yardage. Guerra made a couple of key errors. Warrior Hargreaves made a couple of key errors in yardage. Just. They're not going to be able to do that against Penrith.
2: The edges defensively were what I me. Latrell Mitchell went for the ball three Keery. or four times. Uh, Kyrie obviously got beaten pretty poorly a couple of times. There's some real simple stuff they could fix up. And...
1: Sliding on there while the ball's on their inside. There's plenty they can fix up, the Roosters, but the good thing is that they've won. Yeah,
2: they've still won. I'd have to, like sort to give her up again. I think Madison was exceptional, along with Ted Arno, but Jake Friend was the clear standout for
1: me. Yeah, he's uh, 40-20. We well, saw Corey the... Norman's 40-20 last week yeah. in round one. That was a cracker.
2: Not even just Friends the 40-20. Was, wow. Off one of those, there was a poor kick chase where two or three guys overran the play. He ran down there, tackled Branko, was about to take off, then jumped out of marker. Next play, grabbed wide before they got to shift the ball. He basically killed that set. Yeah. It was a guaranteed try. The repeat set off the grubber. He's the one who followed in, made the tackle. So many little dirty efforts off the ball,
1: all the little stuff that you just He doesn't have to. the smarts and the finesse of a Smith, but it's he's definitely got animal. the same sort of animal... Uh, work ethic and... Well, he's still improved to his game though under Robinson. No, Rob- Robinson got there and
2: wanted him to be more creative and kick and he's added those pieces to his game. There you... was
1: actually a couple of key kicks for goal and dropouts that were yeah, well, key I've, as well. That thought was, uh, Orbison, good well good I thought he was brilliant. Orbison. I think Pierce is playing as good a football as, as I've ever seen and Kiri, offensively, oh, offensively, very, yeah. very good. He's just got to sort out exceptional uh, his defence.
2: Uh, as far as the Dogs, like I said, they lost top-wide. That was hard for them. Holland early and Eastwood off so a couple
1: of... Yeah, but they led 12-0. They, did they, they need 12-0. to get a goal kicker to start with because the difference between 12 and 18 well, is Well, they lost huge. Holland,
2: which didn't help. He's usually the goal yeah, kicker.
1: but that's rubbish. There's two guys. You need to have at least two or three guys that can goal kick. They should all be doing the goal kicking sessions. It's no excuse. You're a professional footballer.
2: Yeah, well, nothing great for them. Again, they got a couple opportunities just off some errors there. I thought Sam Cassiano, he had a bad night Every when he got on there, a couple of penalties and errors. Usually good at turning the game. We dropped
1: one over the line, I think, when they're up 12 0. Yeah, it sort of turn the game a little. Didn't really help the situation, but
2: uh, as far as things go, the Bulldogs this week they get the Warriors. They're going to have a couple of players missing. Uh, Brad Abbey, I think it's probably time we finally see him make his first grade debut, unless he puts Brett Morris at the back there and picks Marcelo Montoya on the wing. But, you know, what, what I know, they've just brought him over here and left him sitting there for almost 18 months now. So, yeah, interesting to see if they finally use him in the Roosters. They play Penrith out here. That should be a cracker game of football. Storm. Speaking of the Warriors, twenty six ten over New Zealand over there, uh, in the wet two weeks in a row. I thought the back three, but Ado Car dropping that one ball, which led to a trial, were exceptional. Um, yeah, they were. Vunavalo, I can't believe the physical specimen. He's changed in twelve months. He looks absolutely like just an looks absolute monster. Thick, know, yeah. Ado Car looks a bit bigger as well. His yardage work surprised me, and Cameron Munster's exceptional. I'm just going to throw it out there. If Billy Slater comes back and things aren't good and the health is bad. We really have no qualm putting him back at fullback. No. We've got a great player there, and I think again the forward pack really stood up. Dal Finnucan and Jordan McLean in particular really leading from the front. But
1: I think Jordan McLean to me was a standout in that game. He uh, his carries. I, I said it on uh, Facebook. I, he'd be my bolter for New South Wales. I, he's just dirty. He's tough, mm. uh, and he's young. Look, well, this I, game, I, I, I'd, I'd rank him. Who are, who are the best front rollers in well, New South Wales? Like they're saying, Woods. I, I'd take him over Woods. I'd
2: pick McLean over Woods. I'm with you. We've said this argument a million yeah. times. So I don't think Woods has an impact on a game. I think his numbers are there. You saw that's it yesterday. It.
1: Pen- I thought Penrith dominated Woods yesterday.
2: I didn't see him in the game yesterday yeah. at all. I didn't see offloads. I didn't see. I tell you what, I did see a lot of, which I have a problem with. Too much pre line passing. He's doing a lot of tipping on this yeah, year right. instead of doing his job. They need him to lay a platform. So. I uh, don't know quite. Particularly what he's doing.
1: without Jesse Bromwich. You know, like it's easy for him to roll on the back of Jesse Bromwich. He didn't have him there. No. He was in the wet. There's he's, no there's no room for lateral movement against a big pack.
2: He's the number one prop right now. So he's taken that first carry which kicks and set off. That's
1: and, what I'm saying. Uh, Usually he, he he'll play the next play after Bromwich, which it may be the easiest carry for a front row in the comp. But Finucan,
2: again, hands down, massively underrated and another guy yeah, uh, if he was in a rep jersey he'd fully deserve it um, I think he was exceptional again Cronk and Smith I thought Smith was great at a dummy after the conditions and Cronk as well but yeah. all around like you said suited to the ground minimal errors in that absolute torrential weather I think Melbourne made six errors for the whole game
1: yeah I think, look, I think the Warriors are okay
2: yeah but losing Sheck early didn't help I think Hingano and uh, Johnson Hingano was poor they're pigeonholed to one side of the field though. I don't know if that's Kearney's idea but Johnson can't be pigeonholed to one side of the field if he's as exceptionally talented as what we've seen he needs to play what he sees both sides of the ruck. he can't be pigeonholed to one side of the field uh, Lola here and Carter didn't have happy days in the wet Carter dropped one over the line Uh, I think number one like you said not really surprising in those conditions they struggled but I didn't take a lot out of that one as far as the Warriors were concerned. I thought Bunty Alfold was pretty good again, um, you know, playing on that edge. So it's probably one positive, but no surprise to see Melbourne grind out a win in the rain. And this week, first home game against the Broncos. This is a game that they've dominated generally in the past. They've got a ridiculous oh, no. I record. Think the last
1: two, last two they've lost. The Broncos flogged them there, I think, uh, last round last year, no?
2: If I, I remember it. correctly, it was the and game. It was
1: the 8-0 We watched the game in Mudgee, and we beat them by 40-something last year. That was up at Suncorp. I think down at Amy Hiring for your small business? If you're not
2: looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free
1: job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, the Broncos have won the last two. The Broncos beat them there around 25. And the Broncos had that massive defensive performance. Remember the year before?
2: Oh, those are their origin players. I though. know that. But so. I think the
1: Broncos have won the last two at Amy Park. Their general
2: record against Brisbane, though, is pretty exceptional. Oh, so. and their
1: record down there at Amy Park is, is mm. very good. So
2: They're so going home this week and potentially the return of Slater. Look forward to that. The Warriors play the Dogs, as we said before. But speaking of the Broncos, they played the Cowboys 21-20. Four out of the last five games, golden point. Just absolutely ridiculous to watch this happen again. And I'll tell you what, the Cowboys have become the masters of the heart attack. They really, really love taking things deep into the game. They did it with Canberra Week 1 golden point two weeks in a row. This was back and forth, but I kind of got the feeling, no offence to the Broncos, I thought they exposed the the fullback not being at home twice for tries, but I think the Cowboys let them back into this one a couple of times, to be honest.
1: They did. They played played with their food, massively. Uh, This game shouldn't have gone to golden point, but I thought they got a couple of stiff calls as well, the Cowboys, like obviously the four pass that we spoke about earlier, but uh, I thought the Cowboys did really, really well for the first 30 not to concede more points. I thought Brisbane were rolling through them. They looked faster. They had more enthusiasm. Mm. And then Cowboys just weathered it and they just managed to get points, don't they? Whenever they get possession, they're just so good at converting possession uh, possession and field position into points so quickly. So, that they can compete with any side while they got first and there. And I think Coote's starting to, to pick back up. Obviously, he's now injured, but I thought his form was starting to pick back up. He, he seemed like he lost a lot of confidence last year. You know who's and for me, following? I think Michael, uh, Michael Morgan's been quite. I thought he was
2: pretty good the other night, to be yeah. honest. He ran the football plenty. The one for me that looked sharp the first two games was Greenville, Greenville. But yeah. I still have an issue with him benching him for as long as he does. He can't take you Well, you'll never.
1: He'll, and Ben oh, Hampton, I'm never.
2: sorry, he was at Melbourne and I didn't like him when he was down there as far as a bench utility. But to be playing him there now, it's a wasted spot. You've got to carry the extra forward. You've got Asiata who can play those kind of roles if you really need him to yeah. for 10, 15 minutes and you can move him in tight and take a forward off. Yeah. I have no problem with you having a patch-up hooker if he needs 10, 15 minutes to breathe, but you can't carry yeah. Hampton. Exactly. That's right. just Absolutely. my opinion. So uh, They're quite disappointing. I thought on the Brisbane side of things, uh, Benny Hunt had a better week. McCulloch was very, very good. Boy, good again. Uh, forwards weren't too bad, but as far as the Cowboys, massive injury toll. I think Bowen comes in on the wing there. Ponga gets a crack at fullback. Hess can play in tight. The issue for them is if Tamalolo is suspended as well, because potentially looking at no Tamalolo. Did
1: you think that was a shoulder charge? I think last year it was. Yeah, this year, I don't think it was if because you looked from at front on. Fanua Blake's and
2: Tapow's efforts from week one and they got suspended. He's going to get pinned. Okay. So they're a new interpretation. I think there's no way.
1: Either. Yeah, but I think the argument was that Fanua Blake and Tapio's the arm was tucked in whereas Tom Olo's arm was out
2: I still think he's going to get picked. I don't know I'd be disappointed because you know it's, I thought it was a good shot but again it's one of those things now it's
1: one as a coach you go man just wrap your arms boy, in. exactly? wrap your right. arms what are you doing kind of in the moment it's a
2: good hit but you take the wind out of the sails and he said F a million times after because he realised what he'd just done Yeah, and he's probably going to get a week so it's probably going to hurt the Cowboys, but uh, they play manly at home, so if they're going to have anyone coming up there who's under pressure and be playing at home, it's a pretty good situation, given the changes they're facing. Hard one for the Broncos to go to Melbourne. But Newcastle against your Titans, 34-26. Um, Ex-Players though they had their 17 most capped players there very eventful day and obviously they got the result it was their first win after a 19 uh, game drought
1: how they went in at half time down will will do me I think it was 16-14 the Titans led at half time which was a miracle Newcastle were faster stronger played with more passion they played smarter and I have no idea how you know with 7 minutes to go the Titans led it took the Titans to kick out on the full twice for Newcastle to score I just got the feeling that Newcastle were just shocked that they were even in a game. A little bit of not knowing how to win, which is understandable when you haven't won a game for almost a year. Mm. Uh, a lot of young kids there. I, I thought the Gold Coast, that's as as bad of a, a performance from them as I've seen since John Cartwright here at the club. And we had a year there where we finished with the Wooden Spoon. That's as low as a performance as I've seen from them in a, in a very, very long time. The halves were ordinary. I thought Young Lawton went really well out of hooker until he got injured. Um, Jared Wallace was good. Ryan James, I thought he lacked enthusiasm, lacked any punch, like he did his carries. But there just wasn't a lot to anything they did. Uh, You know, a couple of tries they scored were lucky. Look, I think Newcastle can take a hell of a lot out of that. They were really, really good. Um, They played with a, a great amount of passion speed and they thoroughly deserve their victory from my, my point of view.
2: Yeah, well, Again, from the bits I did see and I only heard a bit on the way home and then saw some highlights, it looked like Brock Lamb had another good game. He had a good game, yeah. Good spot for him. Levi still sharp at a dummy half. Nathan Ross doing what he does. Got another double, I'm pretty sure. if uh, heard Yeah, correctly. the Ross uh, <laughs> dog. White those, lightning. Just those young forwards, I'm a big fan of. Barnett again, Matowdy is looking pretty safe in that back row position. Yeah, they just
1: look more aggressive. Like, they yeah. ran harder, they so tackled harder.
2: Uh, there's a, like I so said, there's a lot to like and going forward, all those guys are going to get Better and better. So uh, I heard Matty John say yesterday they went in the dressing rooms afterwards and they were really, really um, surprised, not so much surprised, but really, really happy that they've got Bureau and Costos in there, in particular Bureau, and he's just been great for the group. So it's good to hear some positives coming out of Newcastle on that and have the this, uh, the winning song printed out because no one had a clue what it was, which oh. you're not surprised with a bunch of young kids. A new it's sad,
1: but club. at least things are turning up there, and Nathan Brown has, has done a really good job.
2: Yeah, exceptional job by Nathan Brown. and Newcastle Knights at home again this week, play South Sydney, the Titans. Uh, they go home to play Parramatta, so a tough game there. South Sydney we speak of, 38-18 over Manly. They were down early, but they found fight. Uh, they looked awful, and it looked like it was going to be another bad day, but... As I said, during the week, if you're missing three front rollers and they're missing a fourth in week, you're not going to do too much without having any middles. And I thought once South took control and held the football, both the Burgess brothers, all the Fords there, Crichton, etc., they just rolled through the middle. They tore, punched holes through them. Cody Walker, uh, exceptional player last year. He was absolutely outstanding. And that was the main difference. They just ran right over the middle, got a bit of a roll on and found some points. And the only real positive I can find uh, for Manly were the two Javoyvichs.
1: Yeah, Watch, watching this game early, it looked like Manly by how many? And again, goal-kicking. They would they scored three tries, didn't convert any of them. It was only a 12-point lead. Uh, I, I can't defend Manly because Manly, to me, across the park, had a better side apart from, obviously, their holes in the front row. They led 12-0. They're at home. Sunny day. The way they defended it was disgusting. It's as bad of a defensive display as I've ever seen. There's a, there's a one try where Cody Walker scores... Dylan Walker's standing on his try line, sliding out while Cody Walker is running at him, overs at him, and he scores on his inside shoulder. Um, that comes back to coaching. I think the coaching there, the defensive system that they're running there isn't working. It's got several flaws from a technical point of view, and if that's what they're coaching at Manly, it's going to be a real long season because they're not going to stop many tries while they're sliding and having no line speed while the ball's on their inside shoulder it It was dumbfounding, some of the stuff they produced. Uh, As you said, the Chiborovic brothers were sensational. Tom in particular, his ability... He he scored one try, set a try up, I think for Daly Cherry Evans. And he just ran around the side and offloaded something from nothing. For South, I think it was a real tough performance. Like, to be down 12 after the flogging they got last week, for them to come out and and turn that around and, and... put on a good show like they did particularly away from home uh it it was it was good 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 solid win by south but i have real question marks over the former manly cody walker best player on the field uh his running game and reynolds unlocks walker like watching watching walker play with kelly last week was painful because it put so much pressure on walker to have to have that responsibility of pushing the side around and kicking and just the things that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Like he's he's basically a fullback in the sixth jersey yeah. that can throw a nice pass. And he's playing six because Inglis is at fullback and it's the best thing for the team. But his running game, and he he's so aggressive, he doesn't mind getting belted. Like he no, runs into the line, care. he'll he'll take the ball when he's ball playing right into the line. And they're the they're the type of players that you need to be able to pull the defensive part, But how easily he did it was embarrassing to Manley. And particularly at home, some of the ex players in that previous Manly generation, your what your Stuarts, your, these guys would have been shuddering at the way they how soft Manly were.
2: Yeah, I was like I said, I was dumbfound as well. I thought they were really, really poor. Besides your boy, which just couldn't see a whole lot positive from the side of South. Cody Walker outstanding, good debuts by the two Penrith boys as well. Robert Jennings and Braden Burns seeing their first grade debuts there. Burns
1: actually... Well, two boys I had in the 20s, so good to see those boys pushing through into the NRL.
2: Yeah, and uh, George obviously got back in there I thought he made one or two poor errors But his carriage looked a lot more like the George of a couple of years ago So hopefully Tom finds his way back in They need those guys firing for them to have any chance to generate some rucks They do, yeah uh, This week they go to play Newcastle That is the Rabbits and obviously Manly They play the Cowboys up there So not getting any easier Cronulla-Canberra, 42-16 Ten-all at half-time I thought was sloppy by both That. There's no way I would have expected them to come out in the second half and score 30 points unanswered against the Canberra Raiders at home.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of errors. Uh, again, their defence
2: wasn't real well, good. That right side, the, the Raiders got destroyed. Blake did. Austin, Soliola, Lua. There was, in particular, poor decisions by Blake, and you could question his defence on a lot of occasions. But
1: it looked like at stages, sometimes they're sliding, sometimes they're coming in. Guys are, someone's rushing in, one's holding back. Worrying signs. Worrying signs for Canberra. And I'm not sure whether Cronulla... Cronulla are obviously a, a very, very good side, but I think Cronulla, Cronulla's strength is their defence. I don't think it's particularly their offence. And I don't think Cronulla are going to blow too many sides away this year. No. They might blow away your lower sides, but for them to blow away Canberra and Canberra like they did was very surprising to me. And it highlights some real... Uh, real concerns with with their defense, particularly.
2: And attitude, and I think discipline was an issue again. There were some penalties there, so that was one thing I highlighted the week before, but I suppose the the bench isn't as strong as what it could be just yet either. If they get back Priest and Taylor's available the week after, and there's obviously Croker and Topine, so that puts Whitehead back, which puts a few more guys uh, onto the bench. I'm not really concerned just yet, because their bench is going to get a lot stronger, and so is their starting side, but... Very worrying signs to go home and get absolutely shellacked.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, the way they did. I thought the one positive was White on return uh, had a pretty good game there at the back. Obviously after missing some time, but there wasn't a whole lot else you'd be happy about there. I thought Wade Graham obviously got the hat trick and set one up for Feeder was really good. Maloney and then Bradley had another very good game. So two games in, he's looking pretty solid for them. Um, whether Seguiara's is coming up, that, rock-
1: that was by far and away his best game. Mm. Bailey, he was... Well, there's only two
2: games in, you, you see enough quality. Yeah, no, but I've
1: I watched the game in England, obviously, and uh, he was really poor in the game in England. He defended okay, but... Uh, sorry, he attacked okay. His defence was a massive concern, and I, I had concerns in this game because I thought Canberra would target them in the middle and really go after him, but he held his own, and he was, yeah, really, really good. So it, I'm just saying his rate of improvement... Is surprising me for him to improve so much, even in the three to three to four week period, is a really good sign for Cronulla.
2: Yeah, well, I can't then have a whole lot to say about this one, or I can't say too much. But Canberra's going to get stronger. Whitehead will get back to the back row. Croker's going to come back in. All those changes. Well, why is to Whitehead?
1: Whitehead's also playing on the opposite side of the field of what he was last year. He's playing on. I think at the moment he's playing on the on the right, and last year he was on the left, and he's playing at centre, which is unfamiliar. Yeah, so well, they've a, had to put him on the opposite side. I get all like that. that well, you don't have to. When at all. he plays back, Surely running. they can put Kotrick in the centres and bring in a winger or reshuffle the side that way. Well,
2: or? looking at the New South Wales Cup side that I watched on the weekend, it's Eddie Iona on one side and Brent Naden's been playing in the well, centres. why can't they there. bring Eddie
1: Iona in? There's a couple of guys
2: way. like that, but I just think they probably don't want to put the kid in the centre spot to defend, but... Uh, the one who's been playing well, got me out of the match for us on weekend at the New South Wales Cup was Jordan Turner, but he's been playing 5-8. Mm. Uh, he set up two tries, scored one. Tell you what, he can kick goals and he can kick a ball. Some of the touch finders on the weekend, he was kicking the ball. Yeah, he's a good, meters, he's a so. good footballer. Uh, I don't know how much sender he has played, but that's definitely an option for he's him. He's going to
1: give him a good utility value, particularly with uh, MG's younger brother. Uh, out for the year. What's his name?
2: Baptiste. Baptiste is out for the year. They've got Clydesdale there. I don't know how well that's going to work out.
1: Yeah, but I think Turner's going to give him that a real good option for, like you said, halves, hooker, back row, centre. He can play. He's been
2: playing at six, and he's been pretty good the last two weeks, especially on the weekend. But uh, Canberra, they play at home again against the Tigers. So Last year, they shellacked them two times by 50-plus. Good opportunity, you'd think, to bounce back. And uh, The Sharkies, they go home for their... Clash against the Dragons. Pick, so
1: pick, pick the Raiders. Bloody Tigers. I'll again. be tipping the Raiders. Same, team. but no.
2: Fear. I mean, wow. Have to see what happens in that one. But moving on to the Tigers. Speaking of them, they got smashed by Penrith, thirty-six to two. Thirty minutes it was two-all, and I thought Penrith did a really good job to hold out the Tigers. To be honest, the Tigers had all the ball, all the well, momentum.
1: They didn't hold them out. Sully dropped it over the line, and they—I I didn't think that forward pass was a forward pass. That so I, still it part. should have been. It should have been fourteen zip Tigers. Uh, which would have obviously changed the way that the game was played from then on, but Penrith defended really well, you're right.
2: Yeah, they did a good job. And then, uh, obviously, from the 30th minute onwards, they just exploded. They found three tries through fire a kick out and Ed- Edwards before half time. But make before it...
1: that, they kicked that bloody penalty goal. Yeah, from 40 out, which was just... Straight... They're down. Oh, and whose call was that? I don't
2: know. It was a neutral... Who do you Moses think, who do you think,
1: whose call do you think it was? Coaches or players?
2: Well, I didn't even see Moses look over. He basically grabbed the team point pointed straight away. So, if that was his decision, that was a pretty poor one, but... Yeah. Uh, two points and 40 out with the wind or not, basically. we
1: were cheering when that happened.
2: Very negative. Um, I thought that was an exceptional explosion to get those three tries. I thought Edwards was very, very good coming in yesterday. Kikau, like I said, great to see him finally playing. Well, he saved
1: the try, Edwards, yesterday. Yeah,
2: saved one, scored so one. Could have, could set
1: have been one 18-0 Tigers. Yeah. Well, so. saved one, scored
2: one, and set one up. He so did. He had yeah. a very good game yesterday. Fahre looked good when he's healthy, as he always does. Yeah. Uh, playing on the wing there. Just their forwards in general, you've got to tip up. They were much better. They got a roll on. They played direct. The ruck speed was there. And Tyron Peachy, wouldn't accept Tyron Peachy, yeah. four line breaks and just everywhere. And early on, the attitude difference again, when he took that tap and ran all the way back to the halfway, just, he plays well above his weight. But Even
1: Yoey was good. Uh, Merrin was good. It's hard to really... Uh, the whole side was good. Moylan had some nice touches at the back.
2: Penrith were exceptional across the field
1: and mm. I, I, th- I still think Cleary's been quite first two weeks yeah. like he's not hasn't been bad no. but quite so I think
2: Martin's been better both games. His,
1: his best football still to come, so that's a good sign for Penrith as well. And you wouldn't want him to be jumping out of the ground now. You want their game to be developing and mm. getting better as the season goes on. So I think it's good signs.
2: Well, also last year he basically played as the dominant man without a, a genuine half. Now he year. didn't. Cartwright can play six, but Cartwright's not handling the ball anywhere near as much as he was. Now he's got Martin. They're going to have to find a way. It was to interesting
1: work to, to hear it. Mark Gasnier last night said it might be better. With Cartwright out for a little while For them to play without Cartwright And then Anasta sort of said No, you're a goose Like You'd rather have Cartwright in Because he's a, such a good player But I can sort of see the point That Gaznia was trying to make I and see it.
2: missed tackles and errors And I was happy that he's out Because yeah. I prefer a Yo who does a job for me I prefer a Fisher Harris who can punch a hole I like pretty much someone who's not there That I don't know what I'm getting every week Bryce Cartwright on his best day is an exceptional talent, but Bryce Cartwright the week before also made four errors and seven missed tackles. Mm. Let a hat-trick of tries in and Joel Thompson on the same line. So, um,
1: I just question whether Cartwright's head's really where it needs to be at the moment. I'm, I'm with it, you. Mm.
2: I prefer the tough option. And, and
1: I don't I, I don't blame him for not having his head in no. football if, if there is all that stuff going on. And
2: but I'll still always take the safe option and the tough option.
1: But don't you think from a Penrith perspective, and I'm just talking from a wider club, GM, Don't you think it would be better to get out in front of this story, the the Cartwright story? I I just think get him in front of a press conference. No, No holds barred. Come in. Ask what you want. We're gonna, it's all out on the table well, this kind of, and then let's move on kind of because at the up. moment it's just burning simmering away in the background it hasn't been addressed
2: yeah well the thing about this is this came a day or two after he did go in front of the media and say about the situation with his girlfriend and that he thought he handled things poorly with their breakup and he was sorry yeah. about her and then a couple of days later it came out about this other girl and it all kind of boiled over again so I think yeah. he's more in hiding or a bit rattled about
1: yeah, but the longer he hides, yeah. it's not going to go away. It's not going to it's go away. It's not going away.
2: That's up to the club, and they're the ones that would be telling him, we're not going to hop out here and you're not going to speak and we don't want you to say anything. So that's obviously an internal issue. Obviously,
1: the focus needs to be on the football. Yeah, 100%. But at the moment, it's not because this hasn't been uh, dealt with. Why he's playing poor or anything like that? They're going to keep picking
2: on it. So exactly. Now he's injured. They reckon it's uh, not about well, they injury. he's going
1: to play this weekend.
2: They reckon it was just bone bruising. So he's got a possibility of playing. But the Tigers, again, like we said a few people last week going off about our season predictions, that's why we say. Uh, take him with a grain of salt and don't be offended but one game later he didn't score a single try. Well, it's never, try, never so. personal. No, it's never personal but one game later he didn't score a single try and we see consistency. We yeah. want to see it and again... And
1: these halves, it's... Yeah, no consistency. Uh, Tedesco is the only one that is consistent. Yeah,
2: he's the man as far as that side goes but the Tigers this week uh, they play the Raiders down there in Canberra. The Panthers go in to play the Roosters. That's a cracker game at wrapping things up. Uh, the Parramatta Eels 34-16 to over St. George. I thought they were dominant uh, particularly in the middle. They played a tough forward pack. They're uncompromising. They're in the mould of their coach, quite honestly, Brad Arthur. And that left edge was red hot. Norman, Ma'u, Jennings with that pass. He should have had a try or another try assist if he didn't drop that football, which with the open try line. But um, I also like the way they find involvement for someone like a semi bra who's such a weapon and dropping him back inside that inside trail and uh, the spine again, Guthersen, Pritchard, I think they both played some good football and they got an X Factor in Bevan French at the
1: back. Yeah, well, let's let's be honest. The Dragons were dog shit. They were terrible. They dropped it off the kickoffs, conceded a try after 30 seconds. That's not what you want, not how you should start, particularly at Wollongong. And then from there, they, they stunk it up until three or four minutes before half time and they got a bit of a roll and they went back to what they were doing. They They rolled through the middle and they scored a nice try. And then they rolled again the set after that. It looked like they might even get a penalty they were rolling so well. It could have been even been 18-8 at halftime. Uh, I think they were fortunate that um, the Eagles the couldn't kick a goal because it should have been 24-22-0. Gutherson couldn't hit the side of a barn. So I think he kicked one from four. And uh, look, from... They strung together probably a good five-minute period to start the second half, the Dragons. But outside of that, they, they, they were terrible. They they were really, really poor. And that's why, as good as the Eels are, and I think I'm getting to the point where I think Corey Norman... I, I've got no doubt Corey Norman's in the top five plays in the game. I don't know where he sits in terms of from one to five. He's definitely not one. He's probably closer to five than he is one. But he's a one-man band there. Because like, Gutherson... It's very easy for Gutherson to play the way he does because he's got Norman creating so much and Bevan French hasn't really had to do a lot. Kaiser Pritchard, I think he's just doing his job. He's making it so much easier for the rest of the spine, Norman, in the way that he's playing. And How long can he continue playing like that? On that form, Queensland have to pick him as their 14. Have to.
2: Well, he can play at fullback. He can play as a floating 13. He's better probably in that role than what Cherry Evans is, to be honest. Once Thurston
1: retires, like we're looking at, and I said this to you last night via text, you know you're going to have Cronk, Smith, yeah, Durston, Morgan and Norman tomorrow. Those guys, yeah, but those guys are tight. He's the best player in the game outside of those those guys. For me, Smith, Cronk, Thurston. When we're when we're talking key position players, Tedesco would be right up there for me as a, as a guy that's really going to go to that next level. Norman for me is the standout half in that age bracket of players. He's he he could he could single-handedly uh, take Parramatta to the promised land. I, he's he's the player they've been waiting for. Now it's probably just about finding either a nine. Or a, or a six to go with him that can really complement his game. Oh, because I still I, they've think, got it in French. I
2: still think French is going to grow there. And I think Pritchard yeah, does a bit French. what Pete's did, though. If you watch the defensive efforts and the line speed and setting the tone, he's not the most great. Well, they're talking, about
1: getting, uh, they're talking about getting Pete's back, as much as I'd hate to see Pete's that as a injury
2: brand, To be honest, at this point yeah. in time, for what I've seen the last couple of years, I wouldn't be able to invest that much money in someone that's never on the field. So Yeah, fair. Um, I, I'd struggle to come to grips with that, but... I look at their forward pack, and again, I know you're giving Norman a rap, but you need your forwards to go forward, and I think they do a great job. I think Matungi... Well,
1: I've been critical Mahu, of, um, of manner as well, and I think he's been... That's probably the best two games of first grade he's played in three years. Matungi's a
2: human kamikaze. you got Mahu who's exceptional, and mm. the other one who's going to come back, uh, assumingly, is probably Edwards if he sorts his situation out. So, I think they're... Well, going to be back. They're only going to get better as far as their pack, and they play in the mould of their coach. He's an angry, angry man. He expects line speed. He expects... Great contact and those blokes to rip in, and they certainly do. Yeah, look,
1: they've got got the Titans this week. They'll smash the Titans, uh, or they'll beat the Titans, I'm pretty confident. And they're going to be three from three. I just want to see them play a better side. The Dragons, well, that just highlighted... Again, that C consistency, word.
2: and again them, them
1: and the the tigers. I, I tip the tigers. I tip the dragons because I thought you know maybe this is the year where they do become consistent. Well, but too much talk
2: again during the week. Everyone bagged, us. Everyone bagged. Everyone bagged. Just you said this. Well, you this said is what? that. They all beat their chest, and then a week later you dish that crap up. So that's yeah. why people had you down the bottom of the ladder. So mm. um, you know a couple of teams there that come back to reality. But that wraps up the reviews. You've got our set of six. We answered your questions in our power rankings. Make sure you answer. Uh, Any more questions on the page, we'll put them up. And give us your power rankings. We'll put a status up there and get what you think are the top eight sides. Now, we'll be joined by Mr. Gossip. We'll get any dirt that he's gotten, obviously, run through our tips. Brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. And two weeks in a row, we've been burned at the last minute. As far as the bets are concerned, one to twelve on the Cowboys for the charity bet.
1: Well, I'm not going to cry because I had I bet the draw. I sent sent you a message at half yeah, time saying I've, personal. Bet. I've, bet, I've bet the draw at half time at Thousand 13 to one. Charity. I couldn't believe the price. I'm just going to bet the draw every time they play now.
2: Given the pattern of the game, very yeah. surprising. But uh, we'll get on to Mister Gossip and those tips brought to you by WilliamHill.com. We welcome back a much happier Mr. Gossip this week after week one tears and plenty of beers. The Penny Panthers grabbed a win for your champion.
0: Right, fantastic! What a what a change in a week. As the old uh, cliche says, a week is a long time in football, and the Panthers realised that and so of the Dragons. So. Yeah. It was good, mate. There was a big
2: difference, like you said, for the Panthers and the Dragons. And uh, obviously, I think we spoke about it before. They crashed back to earth. The Tigers crashed back to earth. Manly lost. South bounced back. Always a couple of uh, teams that seem to strike back in week two of the competition. But gossip, mate. What, uh, what's cooking this week? It's yeah, not a ter-
0: terrible lot uh, this is so early on. But um, I'll start with Matt Scott, uh, poor bugger. we've probably heard everyone's probably heard in the news already um, today that he's out for the season but there is some good news for him is that the Cowboys will re-sign him. There was all that talk that he will go to Newcastle, but i um, hearing that it's pen to paper and he'll stay with the club. Wow.
1: Mm, yeah, well, it wouldn't be for the right amount of money. Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Particularly on the back of this injury, so that's, yeah, wow. That's a big turn of events,
2: considering I was here and basically that McLean was going there, that was the done deal, swapping the old for the new, and yeah, money was obviously the big factor, so that, that's a big change of circumstances.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's still on the Cowboys' boys, You just mentioned Jordan McLean. Well, I'm hearing that um, he's already signed uh, with the Cowboys as well. And they're set to announce that. They've just got to wait for that 10-day cooling period. And he put paper last Friday, so a double for the Cowboys.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, look, it is a bit of a concern now, but with Matt Scott, like having this injury, is it going to reoccur? He's old. Uh, But, yeah, like if they're back, you know you've got the old head in Scott, and you've got probably one of the best young front rows in the game in McLean. It's a good, good get. I'd, I'd probably rather have McLean than Tam To be fair, so I think it's probably yeah. a positive for the Cowboys.
2: Well, the only thing I've got to take issue with now is they were talking they wanted clarity on the uh, salary cap to pay for Tamalola. But if they've paid all these other guys and they locked a lot of dudes in last year in their Premiership side, how do they have any money left for Tamalola if they're going to re-sign Scott and get McLean? So that, that's
1: one yeah. to be worried about, I think. Interesting, interesting.
0: All right, boys. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, Titans. Some good news for the Titans.
2: They're set to sign Dale Copley. I think that's a good signing. What do you make of that, Boxhead? <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't look too happy. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> oh, wow. uh, That's
1: where things have got to for us. Excellent.
2: Well, mate, he played all right in the weekend for a while. So yeah,
1: he did. He, he played really, really well.
2: Yeah, excellent. Yeah, good times, Dale Copley. I don't have a comment. <laughs> He's not too happy. We've, we've spent a fair bit of time today talking about the Titans, and obviously there's been a fair bit said the first two weeks. Uh, yeah.
1: If it ain't broke, don't fix it, and we decided to bring in Jared Hayne. Yeah. And the rest will be history. <laughs> 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 I was, I was. My next point, I was
0: going to mention Jared Hayne until I jumped on your Facebook, boys, and there was quite a few people commenting under <laughs> oh, one of your posts, not to mention Jared Hayne. So even though I'm I, I kind of just having to, I, I won't mention where he's going because at the end of the day. Who gives a rodent's
2: rectum? Yeah, well, the other day, the only thing I'd heard, and again, no one really cares, was French rugby was on the radar, but good riddance, I'd say, for uh, yeah, think, uh, what he's yeah, dusted up off. and living all his dreams. He's got a thousand dreams. He can go play French rugby for a like here, and I'm sure Brock agrees.
1: Yeah, piss off. There
0: you go. Yeah, we'll, uh... Exactly. All right, last one for the night, boys. Coaches uh, already round two, and there's already rumors about coaches here, coaches everywhere. Um, look, I guess that the pressure really is on Des Hasler. Um, I think it's seven in a row now that the Bulldogs have lost or might, might even be eight. Um, I'm hearing that the axes are already out. Parts of the board from, from Belmore at the end of last year wanted him out. It was only the CEO, really, that kept him there. But she might be on the owner as well. So who will replace Dez? I'll leave it up to you, boys. You guys are the experts. Who do you think would replace Dez? And where do you think he'd be best fit?
2: Well, if I was going after a coach, the one that's sitting out there and we've been talking about for almost 18 months now is Ivan Cleary, but obviously he's been sitting on ice for a while. But if I was going to head in the direction and let someone uh, flip the roster a little bit make some changes, he'd be the one. But I'd heard similar to you about Raylene Castle uh, Castle also, but that she was interested in going home, uh, not only being on the outer, but she'd had an offer from one of the uh, New Zealand Rugby Union franchises, so... That would be a big change, but Ivan Cleary would be number one on my list as far as what's available right now, who's not contracted to a club.
1: Yeah, Cleary's the obvious one. Uh, well, outside of that, where do you go? Well, again, if it's someone coming off contract. Jim or, Dimmick was there. He did the interim role. I'm just thinking yeah. from a Bulldogs perspective. And again, if you're um, talking
2: players, people that were going to get sacked to come in there, like if McGregor got sacked, if Maguire got sacked, south, if any of those kind of guys that you're talking about being under pressure, I'd bring Cleary in before every single one of them.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just trying to think of a uh, up-and-coming assistant. What? Yeah, I can't can't really nail one There's down.
2: Demetri at the Broncos, but you wouldn't hand the reins to that kind of club, and he's obviously probably in group. They could do with someone turn.
1: like him. They could do with someone that's going to come in and give them a new but style.
2: I guess Bennett's preparing.
1: Cle- Cleary would as well. I, I think Ivan's going to have had almost two years out by the time he gets another gig, which is long enough to yeah. you relax. But then the other thing is long enough out to maybe see the fruit You know, for what for what not coaching is. You know, like he might like what he's doing at the moment. You know, a couple of cruisy TV gigs, and he gets to watch Nath play, and he's probably on a good wicket. So
2: he's still under young though. There's plenty of money to be made. I'm sure he's got some ideas and some things left over. Whether
1: whether he wants to coach at the Bulldogs, I think he'd have a
2: sour taste from the way things ended at Penrith. So I think he'd be the number one candidate. I think you'd probably agree with that gossip. Yeah,
0: look, if they do punt Des, does Des not find a job, or does he does he land the gig perhaps? I
1: think Manly. Dragons or, or who knows. He'll find a gig. Someone will be desperate enough to sign him.
2: Mate, Manly, I think, would throw everything back at his feet if uh, that job become available again. Mm. I think he'd go back to Manly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: there's, there's worse coaches for
0: coaching in the other <laughs> Yeah, there's got to be pressure on Barrett, surely.
2: Yeah, oh, massive. Fulton as well. Fulton's come back in and he's the one who basically said, give the keys to DC and made some of these signings and they're in a worse position.
0: Uh. Interesting times. Mm, very hard But times. round two, yeah. But round two, we're already talking about coaches. I, I don't think we were doing that last year or the year before.
2: So, no. Well, uh. it seems to be one of those things that sometimes it pops up, sometimes it doesn't. But plenty of people on the hot seat. But moving on to the tips, and obviously, given the odds brought to you by williamhill.com If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with williamhill.com Last weekend, Brock got four. We both got five. So the totals now. Brock's on eight. I'm on ten. Gossip still leading on eleven. Out in front there So, This round kicks off Thursday night It is the Storm versus the Brisbane Broncos Billy Slater most likely set to return It's their first home game Uh, I'm going to tip the Storm for the first time Going home to Amy Park They've got a good record against Brisbane
1: Storm, Storm, it's down there They're going to be tough to beat Gossip, what do you reckon, champion?
0: Yeah, Yeah, if there's one team that's impressed me the most It's probably the Storm just defensively I think they'll
2: be too good for the Bronx. Yep, and uh, the bookies at William Hill agree. A dollar fifty-seven about the Storm, two forty for the Broncos. Minus four is the line. One to 12, 3 dollars Storm, three seventy-five Broncos, and thirteen plus Storm, three ten five fifty. The Broncos uh, on Friday night starting things off. The Dogs, a couple of injuries, and uh, going to play the Warriors, who struggled last week against Melbourne. This is tough to tip, but I will tip the Warriors with about zero confidence. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Dogs found a way to win.
1: Yeah, I'll tip the Warriors. I think uh, the Bulldogs were quite lucky with the way that the Roosters played last week to even be in that game. Uh, and then I think the weather probably kept them in against Melbourne. So, don't know. You don't know what to expect with the Warriors, but I'll tip them over there, and I think they'll win. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go to the Bulldogs, boys. Um, I'm sure someone will tweet us, but I can't see the Bulldogs losing. I think it might be eight in a row. I'm not too sure. I should have checked my facts before I jumped on, but I just can't see them losing again if they do Wow, the knives will truly be
2: out for death. Mm. Yeah, well they're talking four to six games being the deadline on this extension or just his future in general. So the knives will definitely be out and the Bulldogs, they are outsiders, two dollars sixty five. That's pretty surprising how wide that is. Yeah. Uh, Warriors a dollar forty eight with William Hill. Minus six, the line. One to twelve for the Warriors is three dollars, four dollars for the dogs, thirteen plus for the Warriors, two seventy five, six fifty. For the dogs. Brox Titans on Friday night at home to Parramatta. Uh, does LG play? We don't know, it's Monday, but he popped his shoulder. Don popped his shoulder. Jared Hayne gonna be out as LG well. Be They're already pushed for, for depth as it is, so I think this one's pretty easy to tip. Parramatta,
0: I'll be definitely getting on. Mm,
1: Titans about at football, Parramatta win. Yeah, Parramatta
0: win boys, but uh, very convenient that Hayne injured himself before this game. Yeah, well it kind of works True. out pretty
2: funny this one and uh, especially up there with Parramatta coming, but William will agree with us, a dollar forty for the Eels, two ninety five the Titans, minus eight is the line. One to twelve Eels is three ten, four thirty-five the Titans, thirteen plus for Para, 240 two forty, seven fifty the Titans. Super Saturday kicks off Newcastle back home again after breaking their nineteen game drought. They play South Sydney, they got back on winning terms last week. Uh the attitude never from Newcastle is exceptional. It's a hard place to play, but again. Uh, I still think this year you're going to see plenty of effort but I can't see him winning a whole heap of games I'm going to stick with South but not
1: a whole lot of confidence yeah I'll tip South but man I tipped Newcastle up there last week and they tipped them round well um, no I didn't tip them round one I don't think yeah
0: you
2: did did I? yeah okay. and
1: yeah. you almost got the result <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I'm going to go against them this week I think they're the longer the season goes on I think the, the worse they'll play just because of depth and they've got a young side so I'll tip South but I don't know how to line South's form up because they played the Tigers and got yeah. hammered and, and, played, and then Manly. played Manly, and Manly's form doesn't look real great. So, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if Newcastle won again. Yeah, I think
0: the, the Knights were... If they're going to win, the guys, they're going to through their opposition. But um, my heart wants to tip the Knights. But, um, I'll, I'll, look, I'll put it this way. I think the Knights will lose at half-time, but the South will get them at the end. Yep, and uh, the
2: bookies agree with us there again. But Newcastle, much better odds than last year. They were always out in six and sevens, two twenty-five for the Knights, a dollar sixty five for Hill for Souths, minus three and a half is the line. One to twelve Souths, three ten, three seventy-five for the Knights, thirteen plus three twenty-five for Souths and five dollars for the Knights. Game two, an absolute crack up game of the round is the Penrith Panthers at home against the Roosters, two heavyweights, hopefully this year in the competition. Uh, Very hard to tip because I know the Roosters have got two wins under their belts, but they've been a bit patchy, and if Penrith do what they did last week, uh, they're going to be very, very tough at home. But I'm going to stick with the Roosters on exposed form. I want to see Penrith put a couple of weeks of that football together, but this should be a great game.
1: Yeah, I'll tip the Roosters just because I like what I've seen from them, and Penrith have been inconsistent. Uh, Penrith also not knowing whether cartwright's going to play and a few injury concerns. So I'll tip the Roosters, but uh, I think, yeah, you're right, it's going to be a cracker game.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tip with my heart, boys. I'm going to tip the Panthers. Um, this might sound a bit stupid, but I, I kind of hope the Cartwright doesn't play. I thought our edge defense looked a lot better. Um, also, the error rate as well. So, Cartwright doesn't play. I'm going to tip the Panthers, as stupid as it
2: sounds. Yeah, well, they had this one go up as a pickem for WilliamHill.com, but now the Roosters just edging into favouritism. A $1.88 for them, $1.92 for Penrith. Half a point is the line. 1-12 to 12 for both sides, 3 13-plus for both sides, four fifty That should be a great game. But Super Saturday finishes Cowboys versus Manly. Uh, you'd think Ponga will play fullback, Jarvid Bowen on the wing, and probably if Tamalolo fails at the judiciary, they're going to have to probably bring in Fenton. Uh, Corey Jensen, Sam Hall got concussed last week, one of the front rollers they're possibly going to use. But a lot of changes. That's not, as, not going to discourage me from tipping them Manly about at football. So Cowboys. Oh, should yeah,
1: make. but bloody hell. I'll, t- I'll tip the Cowboys, but... You take Coote, Winnerstein, Scott and Town Malolo out of that side, there's some huge oh. holes and you know you can only take away so many before you come back to the field. So, Thurston,
2: Morgan, Greenville, yeah, Lloyd Cooper, I know, I'm still happy with that side. But a
1: lot of players out So, uh, and they've won their first two in Golden Point. Manly will probably be the more desperate of the two sides. So, you know, The line of 10, I think, is it's up there. Um, I'll probably look at taking Manly with a start, but yeah, I'll tip the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I can't sit. Manly, they look terrible. Don't think Barrett can catch some young Cowboys. There you
2: go. Pretty plain and simple there. And with William Hill, the Cowboys a dollar twenty-eight favourites, three seventy for Manly. The ten start like Brock said is a line if you like that. One to twelve for the cows, three dollars five for Manly. Thirteen plus the cows, two fifteen. Uh, you've got ten dollars there for Manly. Yeah. Sunday starts with the Raiders at home again. Desperate for a win, they're playing the Tigers, the side that they absolutely lapped uh, twice last year by fifty and sixty plus points. I know they were bad last week and that right edge was bad, but the Tigers also can't defend. and Typically inconsistency, I'm going to back Canberra down there and it's the 4 o'clock game. So if it's sun shining, I think they'll absolutely blow the Tigers off the park, So
1: Yeah, Canberra down there, they've got to bounce back. They go on with three and alarm bells start ringing. Yeah.
0: I think if the Canberras start as well as they did against the Sharks, um, I think they'll win the Tigers. I know it's a term that gets thrown around in football a lot. A confidence player, but the Tigers—they're a confidence
2: team. If they start shit, they usually end shit. So, yeah. um, Raiders. Yep. And the bookies agree at William Hill: a dollar forty-five for Canberra, two seventy-five for the Tigers, minus six and a half is a line, one to twelve. The Raiders three dollars, four dollars for the Tigers, and thirteen plus. The Raiders two sixty-five, seven dollars. The Tigers. And to wrap things up, it is the rivalry game, the battle of the beaches, Cronulla. Versus the Dragons, Cronulla massive win last week. Even after losing a couple of players and reshuffling the bench, and the Dragons come crashing back down to earth against Parramatta. I'm going to tip the Sharks because it's
1: at the prison. Any team with Josh McCrone in it, I shall not be tipping.
0: Fair call. I'm
1: off him. <laughs> uh, Cronulla.
0: Yeah, Cronulla by plenty.
2: There you go. And a dollar forty with William Hill. They agree on the Sharks two ninety five for the Dragons minus eight is the line one to twelve for the Sharks three ten four thirty five for the Dragons. Thirteen plus for the Sharks is two forty, and it is seven dollars fifty. As far as the oh sorry, the Dragons are concerned. So looking at this, yeah, well I'll
1: give you seven hundred and fifty to one for them to win. We've
2: gone uh, Barry Basics after two controversial weeks and plenty of chopping and changing. There's only one game different here, which is gossip. Oh, two,
1: two. We, we, me and you have picked the identical. Oh, now. he's gone the Panthers. Gossip. Gossip's got uh, dogs and Panthers. Panthers
2: and types. dogs. So you're on your own, champion. Me and Brock are going to score the same. You've gone out to try and boost your lead here. You've already got to. A one-point lead and three on Brock. You're trying to kick off.
0: No, mate. It's a
2: bit of a guessing game, really.
0: But, yeah, we'll see well, how we go. And you'll hit the dark I board more we... often than us. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's right. But we'll see how we go. A couple of games here. Obviously, a bit of interest for all the three of us. Uh, I've been happy with Melbourne getting home, missing a couple of plays. Billy Slater's return at home. You've got the Panthers after a big win, after a poor start against the Roosters. A real contender. And Brock, regardless of the injuries, I'm sure you want to see something from the Titans at home against Parapata. I'm
1: not, not gonna see anything. I'm just gonna see <laughs> things that make me angry and want me to throw my remote into the wall like I did last weekend. So <laughs> oh, well, if, 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 How many remakes did you go through on a thing? Oh look, first week I was at a mate's place and I stopped watching after thirty five minutes. Uh, and this week well, I was borderline I was ready to turn it off after twenty minutes and then they sort of came back and I did watch the full game this week but we were going out to dinner, so I, I drank about eight pronies at dinner and just <laughs> doused, doused myself in Italian bathwater to just mask the pain of getting beat by Newcastle who hadn't won a game in almost a year. So yeah, But what on Newcastle, you deserve to win. And you know what? I, uh, I was almost cheering that you beat us. so Because yeah, I
0: was, was messaging you through that game and, and you seemed pretty, uh, pretty calm, but uh, <laughs> obviously I can't see through the phone.
1: Yeah. Oh well, I'm just used to it, mate. I'm used to just getting kicked out. Look, like I was at the Super Bowl when my team led by 25 points and lost, so it can't it just can't possibly get any worse than that.
0: Yeah. Crikey,
2: poor I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't feel bad. Go the Patriots. But oh. uh, that wraps us up for this week. Tortured sports fans, Brock the sports, uh, the tortured sports fan. I've had a bit of a golden run. I'm sure it's going to change at some point, buddy. And gossip. Hopefully, the Panthers have a good one for you this week. Thank you, William Hill com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with them. They give us all our odds every single week. Gossip, enjoy your week, mate. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. See you next week. See you, mate. See you, mate. And that wraps us up for another week on the fifth and last NRL World podcast. Uh, the next few weeks, we might have to put the questions out a bit earlier for all you people out there, any of your issues, things for the set of six, because we got a lot of response, but uh, a lot of those we couldn't answer, unfortunately, due to recording restrictions. Uh, I'm going to be on night shift the next few weeks, so we'll be recording earlier on the Monday afternoon. If we didn't answer your question this week on the show, I apologise, but we'll do our best to reply to you on the page and make sure you keep sending through those questions uh, anytime you want and give us your power rankings, one to eight. Always a good discussion for everybody. But for now, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring
0: it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, wo- 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,